Alexa, accept call. You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. Well, well, well. Hello, Mr. Weiwei. How have you been? Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. We were talking about that the last time we you called. Okay, that's that is fantastic progress. You know, you might as well take advantage of the resources within that institution. So, more power to you. Go ahead and get yourself educated so that when you do get out, you'll be able to cause some damage out here. That's right. That's right. Yep. I agree. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, anything new? Anything that uh, I can help you with? <laughs> wait, grandson? Wait, <laughs> whoa, wait a minute. What are you, you just like, what, 58, 59, 60? Well, I guess 60 is a good age for uh, 24. Your grandson is 24 years old. Well, how old is your son? 43. Man, you guys don't play around. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, boy, dude. This is, this is. Okay. All right, let me back up here. You're in prison. Your son is in prison. And your grandson is now in prison. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I. Okay, first of all. Well, no, no, wait, let, let me, let me, let me say this, let me say this. First of all, your son is in prison because he emulates you. You are the parent. It is your job to teach your children to respect the law, to show them where they can go when they, when they're filled down and out, who they can talk to. You know, you guide them. And the best way to teach them is by example. They're not going to listen to what you say. You can tell them don't smoke. But if you smoke, they're going to smoke. Don't do drugs. But if you do drugs, you're going to do drugs. Don't break into houses. But if they see you break into houses or they hear about you breaking into houses, they're going to do it. Uh, No, uh -uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I disagree heavily. Wait, wait, let me tell you something. Your children look up to you. They admire you. They're the f- you are their first introduction to the world. And it is your responsibility to show the proper example, to live the proper life. Nobody said it was easy to raise children. If you can't be a good example and if you can't take good care of them, you should never have had children. But yeah. You can't accidentally have children. You don't accidentally find a woman and accidentally have sex with her and accidentally get her president or present uh, pregnant. That is, I'm gonna get to see. Look, I can't believe what you're saying to me. This is ridiculous. Well, I I I hold you 100% responsible. Your grandchild is in prison because of his father, and he is in prison because of you. You are not showing a good example. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give any excuse you want. Blame anybody you want. I'm going to blame you. You're the one who started this whole thing. You're the patriarch. Okay, good. Good. That's what I want to hear. 
You know, it's a shame that the three of you are all in prison like that. It is just a crying shame. You know, this, your son probably got into a bad situation. You have 60 seconds remaining. And he looked to you and that's your way of solving it, is to go out and use drugs and sell drugs and stuff. And it's just, no, 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 that, that, that's not, that's not good. No, I'm I'm happy that you called. It's just that it really saddens me that you would be that way. That you would actually say that it's your son's fault and it's your grandson's fault. Now, this is this started on you. And what about your dad? What'd he do? You have 30 seconds remaining. Okay. All right, well, maybe somebody somewhere along the line can break this cycle? I don't know. I'll see what I can do. Um, Are they married? Have a good family? Okay. I'll reach out to them. But you need to sit back and write a letter and change your life. Show them that you learned your lesson and that this will never happen again. Yeah, that's good. It's never too late. Oh my God, that call really creamed my corn. Let me tell you something. This man, his name is Wayne Rogers. His nickname is Weiwei. He is in prison. He got caught up in one of those three strikes you're out. So he was into drug paraphernalia, drug dealing drug possession, drug use, anything dealing with illegal drugs. That's way, way was your man. Big drug dealer. He also got involved in attempted murder and theft. So he's going to be in for a little while. Now, he calls me up and tells me his grandson was stupid enough to go out and start dealing and then using drugs. Okay, and now he was he's been convicted and he's in prison. His son, who is 43 years old, he's also been in or he's also in prison right now. I I don't, I don't know. I you know the one of the first things people should do when they're in prison is admit their mistake. Own up. You know, it's true. Not everybody in prison is guilty. Some people were railroaded. Some people just got some getting back in the wrong place at the wrong time, let's say. But this family, the Rogers family, (laughs) I was surprised to hear about the grandkid. But it doesn't surprise me. And I, I, I stand by it. You know, if you're... If you're you're looking at a woman who's in prison and her daughter gets arrested, you know, and she's thinking, "Oh my God, my my daughter's in prison. Uh, what happened? What did I do wrong?" Well, you know, you set a bad example. You're sitting in prison and you think your children are going to be going to prison. Your way of fixing problems is committing a crime and then denying it. Acting as if it only affects you? 
being locked up affects the person who's in prison. It affects the state. It affects the prison officials. It affects the victim. It affects the family. And one thing we've got to make perfectly clear. There's always a victim. Even though a person goes out, buys some drugs, gets high, gets in a car, and has an accident and puts a person in the hospital. You know, there's a victim. If the person goes out, buys some drugs, gets high, and passes out in the, in the house, and then has to go to the emergency room and uh, go through recovery, there's a victim. You know, there's, there, there's no way... You could go out and use these illegal drugs, commit these crimes, do these bad things in society and not have a victim. There's no such thing as a victimless crime. I know they call them that, but the family is the first thing, especially if you have children. Because these people, they see that. You know, I, I often look at uh, pornography, you know, and I think, well, this woman's got to understand that if she has children, they're going to see these things. And these things are going to be stuck on the internet for the rest of her life. You know, she could be in a magazine. She could be in a movie. Is this how she wants to be remembered? You know, I'm not going to judge them or anything. But you got to understand that when you're raising children and they choose to follow you or follow your lead, you can't blame them. You know, a lot of these children are going to, uh, they're growing up and going to prison because we're not doing our job as parents. And one of the biggest things is just ignoring the fact that we made a mistake. You know, you you look at it like this. You, you have these people out there that, you know, they think they're perfect. They want to blame everybody for for everything. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll walk into the room and it's like, you guys are poor because you don't have skills to get your own job. Yeah, that's all our fault. You know, we can't blame the parents for that, right? Our upbringing, our society. Most of us make do with what we got. And if we go out and we work really hard and we don't make the income we're looking for, we can't support the family, we need to seek assistance. And if people aren't willing to help, if the resources aren't made available, who knows what we're going to wind up doing. And when you have a family and you're trying to support that family, you have to think about what you're going to do. And how it's going to affect your kids. Every day you learn. One of the things about us as human beings and the other animals of the world is we have the ability to teach and we have the ability to learn. You're not going to see a monkey standing in front of a chalkboard teaching a bunch of other monkeys how to do trigonometry. It will never happen. They can talk about evolution all they want. They're not going to evolve into teachers and learners. That is something that we have that's 
sets us aside from all this stuff about the evolution. We didn't evolve into people who teach and people who learn. And so to think that your children can go out there into the world and pick this stuff up without being taught is ridiculous. And, oh my goodness, I can't tell you how that, it's just, it's just, it gets underneath my skin. It's just not good. And to get a phone call where somebody's not accepting responsibility for their family's situation, no. No, that's, that, that is unacceptable. In order for him to grow, he needs to get out He needs to tell his children and his grandchildren, I did something that was wrong, that was not the best choice. I set a bad example for you, and I'm going to do what I can to make it up to you and to improve my life so that I won't make that kind of decision again and hurt you. This hurts these people. You know, you, you imagine a child, maybe six or seven years old, going to school and their parent is in prison. Maybe both of them are in prison. How do they explain that to everybody? And of course, we have this old thing about guilty by association. If you hang out with the wrong people, you are a bad person. That's the way society sees it. So that right there is an immediate strike against the children. You know, if your mom is in prison, you're going to be a prisoner. You're going to commit a crime. They shouldn't trust you. And, you know, technically, that's what happens. Except prison is a way to redeem yourself. You get out, you could say, you know, that's behind me now. I served my time. I did my my uh, civic duty to the world. I, I went to prison. I, I did the best I could to stay out of trouble. And then I got out. And now I need to put that behind me and move on and never do this kind of stuff again. That's the way we need to see that. You know, we, we, we can't expect others to be responsible for our action as adults. You know, maybe we had a bad childhood. We can teach the kids how to overcome that, how to seek support, how to look to the community, and the community needs to be there. You know, we can't run around and say that, you know, I robbed the bank because of this evolved monkey. It's just... No. No. Take responsibility for your mistakes. Take responsibility for everything you do. And it's not necessarily the mistakes that we make in life. It's what we do about them. You know, there's going to be people that do a Hollywood stop at a stop sign. There's going to be people that run a red light. There's going to be people that uh, 
write a bad check or get addicted to nicotine or somebody decides they're going to, I don't know, ride their bicycle and jump a ramp and fly over a bunch of kids laying on the back or something. And that's acceptable. Sometimes these mistakes have terrible consequences. You know, you could be deciding that you're going to uh, see how fast your car goes and wind up crashing. And somebody could get killed. I just don't like when somebody who's incarcerated gives me a call and starts blaming other people. That, no. There, there's no acceptance of that. that. That is not something that we need to be passing on. We're better than that. We teach. We learn. And... <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that poor guy to do that. I'm definitely going to have to work with him. I don't know. Maybe he won't call me back. It's just that when you have somebody that's locked up, you know, the the last thing you need to do is blame them. You know, this is all your fault. You did a terrible thing. It, It really doesn't help. It's more or less like, you know, somebody I really care about doesn't care about me. With with KK, I let him know that you don't blame other people. You need to blame yourself. You know, I'm correcting his error. But I'm not going to sit there and say that he's this terrible person and deserves to be locked up. He shouldn't be out. He shouldn't have kids. That's not a good thing. And the best way to fix it is for him. He can only fix himself. So if he feels that he has an issue that needs to be resolved, then he needs to work on it. He needs to come up with a solution. And if he needs advice, he should go to the right people. I was talking to a friend who had a dog escape from her yard. Her neighbor called the police. And the police came over and said, uh, you, you know, need to keep control of your dogs. And she says, I've done everything I could to keep these dogs within my yard. Do you have any suggestions? you have anything that you can offer that will help me keep my dogs in here? And the police officer said the darndest thing. You know, maybe you could sit in jail and that will help you. She says, okay, fine. I'll go to jail. Let me get my shoes. Let's go. You know, locking people up isn't going to solve any problems. And it certainly ain't going to keep her dogs from running out of the yard. I mean, my goodness, if that worked, we wouldn't have any dogs running around. We'd have full jails. Oh my goodness, his dog escaped from the backyard. Lock him up. You know, there, there was a, there's a heat wave in Alabama. Lock him up. Locking people up makes the person who locked them up feel good. But not, it doesn't do any good. Unless the person feels that they did something wrong need to own up to it. And it doesn't mean to change their whole life. It just means that particular incident needs to be re-examined and never to be repeated. And locking them up should open up their eyes. It should do that for them. Keeping them locked up for 50 years 
You know, those dogs are dead. That's not going to change anything. And I don't even see why it should even be an issue. We need to work together to solve these things. We can give these folks all kinds of suggestions. And they can follow them. But the one who makes the final decision is the person who's in prison. You know, it's like the the thing you hear in, in TV a lot or movies and stuff. You know, a person could say, that man killed my father and I want revenge. And I go, okay, so what do you want? You want to lock him up for life? No, I want to kill him. And of course, the person's going to say, well, that's not going to bring back your father. And it might, they might say, well, you know, it's going to make me feel better. Yeah, will it? Because you consider this person so bad, the person has to die. And then you just stoop down to that level. You just became a murderer. And you killed somebody's loved one. So it doesn't solve anything. And so it's just an empty action has no purpose and kids can't expect you to be perfect you know not everybody's going to be running around never committing any crimes never because that's never going to go away or never making mistakes it's just that when you do make a mistake learn from it and teach your kids you know I messed up I went out I was partying I drank too much I got in a car I drove I crashed and then I went to jail that's not the way to handle it. You need a designated driver. And I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to have a designated driver. And then you need to keep that commitment. You need to show that example. So that when the kids get up at 2 o'clock in the morning because there's a bunch of noise and they see their dad laying on the couch and the car is not anywhere to be seen, they're going to say, well, you know, daddy said he was going to call a designated driver or he was going to have a designated driver or he was going to call a taxi. And he wasn't going to drive drunk. And he didn't. And that's going to help this child. You know, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantees in this world. But that's going to help the child grow up to become a better person. Rather than sitting in a cell next to the dad. And then you have the dad say, it's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. Or ask ask the question, you know, what did I do wrong? I'm a good dad. I provide for my family. Oh, my God. Come on. Ah, Well, this is just one of those things where I had to let something off my chest. Thanks for listening. I hope you go out and hug your kids. Play ball with them. Spend some time with them. Listen to them. You know, one day these kids might grow up, become somebody famous, you know, and during an interview, the interviewer asks, you know, what to... What did you do in your life that that made you so successful? He says, well, you know, when I was a teenager, my dad listened to me. He understood my problems and he worked with me to find solutions. And he set a very good example. You know, that's what you want to hear. Instead of my dad didn't love me, my dad was always in prison. I didn't know who my dad was. Oh my God, baby daddy, Don't get me started. Do not get me started. Have yourself a great day. 
and go out and make wonderful memories for tomorrow.